just the nonsense that gets said before. Although I think it, so it all gets deleted. Hey, hey. That's like too much work. What do you call a bear with no teeth? <laughs> a gummy bear. <laughs> I miss the setup. <laughs> That's not, that's, 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 I love that stuff. That's, that's so dumb. No, that's that's. So what do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. That's not. That's not. Nope. Nope. God damn. Oh, nope. Mikey, man. Hey. Capture that. There you go. That's the stinger. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining me on the panel tonight are Mikey Simmons. <laughs> Roger May. Taser face. <laughs> that would be Johnny Morales yep. Yep. joining us again. Producing as always, right behind me is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> he's already over this, yeah, dude. He's, he's already over he's, it. He's just sick of our crap already. Yeah. Anyway, if this is the first time you've ever listened to this show, we are a spoiler podcast. We are going to spoil the crap out of some stuff, especially the first book we're doing tonight. It's the only book that really matters tonight, but we're just going to go through the other stuff that we usually go through because of decorum and such. Anyway, uh, we typically do a DC book, a Marvel book, and an independent book. We're going to do some previews, some trivia, all kinds of fun stuff. we got some cool questions, I think, later on. Matt, are you all right? <laughs> that was kind of loud. Anyway, uh, so without further ado, I'm going to toss it over to our guest, Roger May, posing as Mikey Simons or vice versa, however you want to do it. Roger May in disguise. Roger May in disguise. All right, so you tasked me with uh, pitching The Flash, number 22. Yes. Yeah. You ready for Part this? Part four of Part the four. Button. All right, so what happens when the Dark Knight and the fastest man alive try to solve the mystery of rebirth? Follow these two detectives as they use the speed force to travel through the multiverse as they attempt to warn DC's DC Universe's living paradox of his imminent death. Strap in for the ride of the year as we follow them and try to uncover the mysteries of The Button. Part four. What? What? Yeah, Very yeah. good. Dude, you pulled that off quick. I, I know. I threw this pitch on Read you. that. <laughs> So uh, every guest that we've had on makes me feel so unprepared because you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as are most of us most of the time making us look bad. Anyway, um, this was like awesome. This was super awesome. Uh, we should say that this issue uh, by Joshua Williamson art by Howard Porter, just like on the, the last uh, the previous flash issue. Um, and Yeah. And Roger's just playing with the lenticular. Yeah. <laughs> just mesmerized. Um, where do we even start with this? Like, we, we have to build up to the epilogue, okay? We have to build up to that first because this is the only thing that – oh, my God. So we pick up with The Flash and Batman, first page, right on the heels of the reverse Flash, who has in his possession the button that has been missing for the last Sweetheart. Three yeah, three parts of this story arc. And Howard Porter, awesome job. But uh, while they're in hot pursuit, some crash landing within, like, kind of the, the – I don't know if it's the time vortex or the multiverse or whatever. But we get to kind of see what happens to Eobard, what he saw when he came back in part one of the button and died. We kind of see that moment of him seeing, quote, unquote, God. What he interpreted as yeah. God. So It's basically God. But uh, yeah, we get we get a little glimpse of that before he ends up getting you know thrown back into Batman's cave where this all started and just being like disintegrated essentially. But a very, very Doctor Manhattan ish blue energy everywhere. Um, yeah, killer art. 
what do you guys think? Everybody's like really like just mesmerized by <laughs> the cover yeah. of this book. I you know I I I love this issue, uh, mostly. I, I have a couple of I have a couple of issues with it. Okay. Okay. Um, but I yeah you know, I'll, I'll give it a five for like the last page. You're just the last. That. Oh the la- yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw that out there because you know um, don't spoil it yet. No 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 no. We're gonna uh, we're gonna work up to it. You know how it ended? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a five because it's everything that you want from Rebirth. this to be. Yeah. You know, um, one of the issues that I have with it, and this is, and this is really just going to be, uh, you know, an issue of testing my patience because I'm not sure I understand why Jay Garrick showed up in there and came in was still was reaching out to Barry, and he knew that Barry, Barry pulled Wally mm-hmm. through the, through the Speed Force. Okay, or out of the Speed Force back into the world. And Jay is like trying to, he's encouraging Barry to remember his name, you know. How that great he is wants. the splash page, though, of Jay? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I yeah, I love Jay Garrick. Yep. I, I'm, I'm uncertain right now of how he fits into it, but I, I have a feeling that all of the flashes are going to be integral to the overall story that Johns has planned out. And so I think I need to be patient to see where this episode with Jay Garrick fits into the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. Um, I had no idea that they didn't remember Jay Garrick. I guess like Manhattan erased every remember, he other stole flash. Ten, yeah, he stole ten years from everybody. So. Yeah. Well, I mean that would make sense because I I don't think we've seen Jay Garrick. Uh, no, and the, well, there's all. certainly no mention of him anywhere in the New Fifty Two right. or the Justice Society or a lot of other characters. You know, they were just they were just missing, and we got a brief glimpse of uh, Jay Jay's helmet, and I can't remember what issue of the the Flash recently, um, or I should say a couple months ago, yeah. where Barry saw the helmet. and He said it it left him with a feeling of hope. I don't even think there was any reference to Jay Garrick in Convergence either. I don't think so either. No. Yeah. Unless, unless it was, I think there might have been one with one of the tie-in books. One of those little two-part oh, tie-ins. Yeah, the, the, the Flash. <laughs> I was going to say, although in fairness, I have jettisoned most everything related <laughs> to Convergence from my memory. Don't talk about Convergence. Yeah, the the Flash family books. Um, yeah, uh, Jay did, Garrick was in that. I think he was in one of them. Okay. Yeah, but it was just a little two-parter, and then he was gone again. Yeah. He was, what a bad event so but it's like this this flash page yeah it's beautiful but he says i'm free and then like two pages later it's like yeah no just kidding i am well that's obviously toast that's obviously manhattan putting him back when into wherever he got free of because look at all the blue yeah Yeah, but also barry says that uh he thinks that barry wasn't you know that he wasn't his anchor that maybe he needed someone else to keep him in that timeline because yeah. it, it fits it fits with everything else because everyone else that's showed up has been kind of snapped back until they go yeah find them mm-hmm. yeah so D- it definitely got me interested for uh what comes next i think i think you're right roger i think the flash family is going to be integral to the overall story um and it's just a matter of being patient with i mean i would love to see jay kind of integrated into the the flash books again and and kind of become the the mentor he was before and all that. So mm-hmm. right, because in, in the context of this issue, I mean, something similar has happened before, obviously with Wally West. Mm-hmm. So it's not completely unexpected that something similar might happen. And, and with Jay, it was it didn't feel too out of place. 
But in the context of, of this story and this issue in particular, um, it seemed a little out of place to me. Like, uh, okay, now that just that just brings about a lot more questions. But I think that that's one of the things. I think that's a seed yeah. that will oh, yeah. that will uh, blossom and bear fruit down the road. Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's just go ahead. Can we spoil it now? Yeah, let's just get to. The, okay, so <laughs> the final part of this book is is you've got you know the the button lying on the ground, and then you turn the page. And it's the first time we actually see a physical manifestation of Dr. Manhattan. It's just his hand, and he's picking up the button, and there is dialogue from Watchmen in this thing. And all you want me to read the dialogue that they kind of took from Watchmen, should we? Yeah, it's yeah, it's not that long. So it says, why does my perception of time distress you? Everything is preordained, even my responses. We're all puppets, Lori. I'm just a puppet who can see the strings. And then it says, epilogue. And we finally get a tease of the Jeff Johns book that is coming uh, in November, which we'll talk about in news, uh, called Doomsday Clock. And it is the Watchmen clock counting down, and at 12 midnight is the Superman the symbol. Shield, yeah. so, oh, my God. Did, did anybody happen to go back to Watchmen and see if if – if those uh, lines, those are exactly the, are yeah, they're they're the ones directly from yeah okay yeah they're directly from the book. That's actually one of my favorite documentary yeah. lines. That's uh, when yeah. they're on Mars yeah. and when she realizes you know what the comedian was to her and, yeah. and things like that. So yeah, so well, so apparently, while he is on on Mars with Lori and having this conversation. This other stuff is going on. Yeah, that he's 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 operating on multiple fronts. Yeah, because it's been time. established that he can. Yeah, he can basically sees sees everything at yeah. once. At once, yeah. You know, he's God. I love that in the epilogue they switch to the nine panel grid. Yep, and then yep. Uh, a little uh, a bigger panel at the bottom, and then a quote like in the original Watchmen yep. uh, yeah. book. There are poisons that blind you, and poisons that open your eyes. And it's it just seems that they're teasing that there is going to be some sort of confrontation between Superman and Doctor Manhattan, and that is Jeff Johns' Jeff Johns's story that he's going to be telling in November. So we're going to see a big, <laughs> big blue first comic in a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. we're going to see a big blue stain on the floor. Oddly enough, <clears throat> before we before I read this, I was looking at the cover and I'm sitting here flipping it back and forth because it's a beautiful lenticular cover, and I saw the blue. That kind of streaked across the flash, and oh, I was you're like, right. "Dude, <laughs> Doctor yeah. Manhattan's going to be in this issue," and I was totally sold on it. And then I kind of like, "Oh no, that's just bleeding from the hole. He's not going to be in this." So when I got to the end, I was like, "Heck yeah, yeah!" Stop. I didn't notice that, and but <clears throat> when Mikey first came in tonight, uh, he pointed it out to me. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because it looked like his that's hand, so, like reaching down. Yeah, it looks like is like you've got this arm coming in out of the top corner. It totally does. It's so amazing that we're really excited for a big blue hand <laughs> in this book. Well, and I, you know, I think that was some. Some people might be left wanting for more. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't this know, was exactly I what it think, needed to be. Yeah. I, because it still needed to be a tease, you know, to keep to keep that anticipation going. Because yeah, to sate what we were what we were given early on, right, and to still give you more questions yeah. as to what's coming down the pike. Not only that, there uh, he's positioning it that he's removing Batman from this equation. Oh, so yeah, it can I love be a that. pure fight. 
between, you know, presumably between Dr. Manhattan and Superman. Yeah. He's getting rid of Mr. Mixelpity. Uh, say it. Mixius, but like. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. He kind of kind of removed him. Yep. And now we're moving Batman. So who else? He's really making this. And I totally feel it's Dr. Oz or uh, then, Mr. Oz, Oz that's per, right. kind of shaping this event. Well, and we don't know. Right. Because Ozymandias, as long as it is Mr. Oz, he definitely has a role in this. And he's one who's, who's taking chess pieces off the board. But he's I think he's operating on his own and whether or not it's in, in conjunction with Dr. Manhattan is uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's much evidence of that. I think he's operating on his own. I think so too. Uh, I mean, there like, might be, there might be things where they align as the story goes, but they're definitely, I think working independently of one another. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that was essentially what happened in Watchmen. They, they were both on their own, kind of trajectories and even though they crossed paths right and at, at the end of the day in in watchman ozymandias was able to uh convince dr manhattan that his his objectives were were worth uh the sacrifice mm-hmm. and and included killing rorschach so yeah so all right so we already know that roger's rating is five should we even like do we even need to do this do we even do we even need to go no, through the just, what is it? Yeah, it's hands down five. Well, Johnny. No, I'm just kidding. It's a five, dude. Come on. <laughs> it's a, five. It's a five from me. Um, so yeah, fantastic four part story. Um, talk about an opening salvo. Talk about something at the end where you're just like, oh my god, because we should say when we un- when you were unpacking this on Tuesday morning when you got to it. Yeah. The first thing you did is you held it up. And you're like, should we? Should we spoil? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. all about the spoilers. And I remember the collective like, oh, my God, when we turned to the last page yeah. and saw that big blue hand. We were like, what? <laughs> so the amount of excitement, I think, that came from both of us in that moment, I was just like, I can't wait to read this later. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, it did made my day. Point. No, yeah, it made my day. Point. All right. Def. Let's go ahead and go to our second book. Um which is Roger is going to be pitching it, which I apologize, guys, because I love this book, but this was not the issue to come in on. Yeah. Okay. So, um, issue number 24 of Birthright by, is that? The same Williamson. Josh, Joshua Williamson? Yes. Joshua Williamson. Okay. It's Joshua Williamson week. Um, with art by Andre uh, Bresson. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> all right. I'm going to do this a little bit differently because I couldn't make heads or tails of this issue. Birthright is a story about a kid who goes off into an alternate reality and becomes a hero, okay? Uh, Full up straight on hero. Ends up coming back to Earth um, older, but only after like a few years, right? Yeah, he was only only after one year. He was only gone for one year, year. but he he grew up. But he aged like 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, He looks like Conan the Barbarian. And where he was, where he was, you know, this, this, uh, you know, dragon slayer or whatever yep. in this, in this other this chosen world. world, um, coming back to earth, he is a nobody, you know, and nobody believes that he, you know, is the same kid that disappeared because he's like a full grown man and his family fell like apart. While Conan. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, um, that, 
that's the setup for the story. If that sounds interesting to you, definitely pick it up. If if it don't start at this issue, go back and start with issue number one. Mm-hmm. This Volume book one. this book has a decent, extremely loyal following, and I'll give it that. Um, but I am one of uh, them. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Oh no, I'm just, I I love this book. It's 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 fantasy. Um, it's kind of the hero's journey, but um, Williamson kind of explores, you know, a lot of times you in these stories, the hero goes off and comes back and everything's fine. But in the real world, if a kid was to be gone for a year, what would that do to the family that yeah. that lost yeah. the kid? So one of the big things that he focuses on early on in this story is his family fell apart. His parents got divorced. His brother has issues now and stuff because they th- a lot of how the media spun it was that the dad took him off and killed him. Right, right. You know, and so... Uh, everybody thinks the dad's crazy because he keeps saying, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything, and and, and Now, whatnot. in this issue, okay, um, and maybe this is a good way to handle it because I'm going to ask you some questions. Yeah. In this issue, you've got this 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 family, mm-hmm. a, a little kid mm-hmm. who is his brother. It's his older right? brother. His older brother, <laughs> yeah. who's a little kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mom and dad, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and, and and there's the this there's this uh, there's this um, castle, mm-hmm. okay, that's like off in the distance. But they're on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This castle is manifesting itself. It is. It is a real castle. It's, it's almost like pan dimensional at this point. Something yes. is happening to, to make I it can explain manifest that. in in this world. I can explain that. So one of okay. the reasons that Mikey, who is the the hero, uh, comes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Mikey. <laughs> Uh, Mikey gets sent back because what you find out is, uh, spoiler alert, he failed at his mission. And as you see in flashbacks throughout this series when he's on this mythical plane, he doesn't want to be a hero. He wants to go home because he's a kid. You know, he's like, I miss my family. I don't want to train for war. I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to slay dragons. I was playing catch with my dad and you guys took me. Mm. And so he, he ends up kind of slowly but surely becoming this warrior, becoming this hero. And when the day comes for him to go slay the, the god king lore... Uh, he fails miserably, and he becomes an agent of lore. And so what you find out is that uh, there are five mages that sealed off Terranos, which is the the plane that they're on, this fantasy land, from Earth. And he sends Mikey back to Earth to kill the five mages to weaken the barrier between Earth and Terranos so that lore can invade Earth. Mikey has killed three so far. There are only two left. Mm-hmm. Okay, Until, and that's the two that are thrown down in this issue. Yeah, and so okay. technically there is now one left. Well, I take that and back. And Mikey, Mikey, he was busy too, yeah. man. He's got, he's, he's about to be a dad. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a character, uh, which are called the Gideons. They're like winged people. That uh, you find out it was uh, he grew up with her and she kind of helped him train to become a warrior. They ended up falling in love before he came back to Earth, and she's pregnant with his kid. Okay, so, and so we've got this mage battle. Mm-hmm. And it's the last two mages that are that are around. I take that back. There, there's three because his grandfather is one of the mages also. Okay. So that's how come. That's so one of the reasons that they chose Mikey. Is it turns out his family because his brother has magic powers. Okay. His grandfather is one of the mages, uh, Samuel. And so he's gonna have to put down pops at some point. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what. That's one of the things. And what's funny is the grandfather's actually been protecting him while he's been on Earth. Okay. So, yeah. So he well, did we throw have, down. We have him, a we have a mage battle going on, you know, through a lot of this comic, uh, and Mikey kills one of them, uh, but and he was like turning back into a human. Yeah, they, the mages will disguise themselves in human form, and they've been okay. living among us for several okay. years. But so. he cracks its neck, and then it 
it like gets back up and it's all like <laughs> yeah it's being possessed <laughs> by, being possessed yeah. by Callista mm-hmm. and yeah and then she kind of like rips off this flesh suit and oh, man, reveals herself amazing. at the end um i you know again look I, I mean that that helps a lot yeah you know in the grand scheme of things again this sounds like a great story it is, it is. this issue not a good jumping on point i thought not a good jumping on i point. thought there might be a summary in the beginning there is not and yeah. a summary would have done this issue a world of good um, I, th- I believe Joshua Williamson works in five-part story arcs, if I'm not mistaken. And so okay. they're yeah, getting ready to cap off this story arc with the next issue at 25. So um, it, it really is a fantastic story. If you're into fantasy with a twist, oh, my God. the This, is, this has been a great ride for me. And the whole reason I got on this book is Robert Kirkman at uh, Comic-Con that I went to was actually hyping it. And I thought, that sounds kind of cool. And I listened to, to Williamson kind of pitch the idea. And I was like, I might have to get on that. And I wasn't disappointed once hmm. once I read it. So, um, yeah, I it's a great indie book. Yeah. It really is. This and uh, Nailbiter are, you know, my favorite works of his. Um, I'm I think I'm on issue nine or so. So I'm way behind You're in the second story. Arc. Yeah. Uh, but with this, I was like, oh, I kind of know what's going on. If you okay. have the if you have the first volume read. Yeah, it's not too bad in terms of you know from there because you kind of understand the world that he set up at that point and what's been going on and it's amazing and and magical and like completely huge uh the world building that you know that he's done in these past issues is is just amazing and i i love this book love the art too monkey had you read any of this i i haven't and um i was looking for that for that exposition in the beginning because it's a new series to me new ideas new concepts new art everything everything is new to me so knowing that there was there was without that prologue, I was really keying in on the dialogue. Okay, who is this character? What's actually going on? Because they're just in a castle that seems you know. Yeah. Some people are traveling out there to figure this out. I'm like, who? Is that? Why? Why am I? Why do I need to be invested? It's actually in the these first characters? time that the family's been reunited since the first issue when everything fell apart. Yeah, that was kind of the significance of this issue too. Hmm. So, so. Uh, you know, th- th- he did a good job, and in a one issue, piecing the some. The important parts of this issue's puzzles together. The, the grandfather did say he was a mage. Um, you know, he was saying that he was an agent for lore. Um, but I, I, I get your sentiment that, that coming in at this point's really hard. Yeah. But, but he does a good job kind of bridging it for new readers. But it, it's not like reading a, a mainstream title where at the at beginning of every ep- issue they, they highlight which characters are who and mm-hmm. you know kind of give that, that long prologue. But it, it was kind of nice because he fed it to you in the story as you need it. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely recommend uh, if you're into fantasy at all, uh, pick up the first volume. It's $10 and it's amazing. That's the only thing, you know, with, with a lot of the creator-owned stuff, I think... Uh, I. I I can't, I'm trying to remember now who does it and who does it, but a lot of them, you know, kind of just you open the thing and it goes. You, you don't get a a lot of uh, uh, or that much of a summary with a lot of stuff. I think Walking Dead does it in each issue. Do they do um, a summary? Yeah, it's a short, small one. It's a small text too. Oh, like okay. if you're not looking for it, it's not. It'll it says like recap or whatever. All it needs to say is like ah zombies. That's so. It. But I mean, the, the art is beautiful in it. I think. Yeah, Andre yeah, Bresson's no. pretty cool, and he does. I love the way he does the perspective with the blending. It's just it works for me. I absolutely loved when um, that mage that was dead was like a um, Kylan. Uh, yeah, he was you know ripping off his skin, 
That's just gruesome. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, the the battles in this have been pretty violent. I mean, it's very Conan-esque the way he fights. So, um, it, yeah, it's fantasy, but it's not like your, your kind of British-influenced fantasy where everything's green and there's lots of hills. Uh, it's the kind of fantasy where it's more Conan influenced, where it's like he's going into deserts and, you know, just so chopping things apart. More serpents, less coconuts. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. It's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, do, is there anything else? Want to do some Go star ahead. ratings on pick, it? Pick this tra- the first trade up because it's great. Johnny. Uh, I give it a four. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, being so far behind, I was still able to follow along because it's written very well. Uh, with enough context clues and maybe like a little short summary, you can uh, fully enjoy this issue. So four. Mikey. I'm Hero of Terranos. I know. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a three for my namesake. Um, <laughs> there's enough there out of this issue that made me want to go back and start it from the beginning. Cool. Um, it, it certainly piqued my interest. There's lots of things to like about this story. I, I want to know more. Cool. Roger? Two and a half. Cool. I actually think your 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 pitch your summary uh, of the story thus far did did more for making me want to go back and read this story than this particular issue did because i was i was this is I, I, this I was, is tough i was really kind of hanging by my by my fingernails yeah and through a lot of this that and, was the you know, first the thing i thought good, of the you know there's some interesting stuff in here but you know uh, the dynamic with his family and the stuff and this kind of like real world mm-hmm. gritty, you know, take on it um, is, is something that I would, I, I think I would really appreciate. Um, but that's, you know, and, and so that's something that they could put at the beginning of this issue mm-hmm. that, you know, could give people, you know, if, you know, in every issue, same thing um, and give people, you know, a place to start from. Uh, that that yeah, probably would even Descender. I just re- remembered. Even in Descender, every issue sets up the universe that you're in. Why there's all this robot right. stuff. So it would it would help. I think if more of the creators in something that's this far along now would do that. Yeah. Because I really like this series. I I think this is a book that more people should be reading. Just just because it's unique. It's yeah, its own thing. I think in like creator owned books, uh, most people expect them to all start at you know number one. Yeah, uh, because it. Yeah, you have to get the whole story. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Uh, I I have a feeling f- issue 25 is gonna be the big finale. Well, it, it's gonna be the finale to this story arc, and then they're gonna be off for a couple months. Um, I have a feeling that's gonna be a five for me. So definitely, this is kind of like just the. I don't want to say setup, but just the you know the thing right before that final yeah. final chapter. So this, I enjoyed it, but I I'm current on it. Yeah, so. th- th- this makes me want to catch up. So I'll definitely do that this weekend. All right, Johnny, oh. tell us about Generation X. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's why I put you last. I know. Um, okay, so Generation X is about uh, some know. mutants. Who's it um, it's by. Uh, I don't know who Strain is. Christina Strain and Amilcar Pina. Um, and it's about the mutants uh, that they're going to uh, the new Jean Grey high school of mutants or whatever it's in called. In Central Park. In Central Park, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, and it's just a setup of like these characters being in school and not getting along very well. And at the end, there's some people saying like, we shall purge the earth of the mutant plague, and I'm just like, thank God. Wow. Yeah, mm. I, I don't Tell us know. How you really feel. The purifiers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, 
they this book didn't make me care about the generation x characters like i i honestly don't care about this story or about these characters and it, it's a bummer because i still haven't found a, a an x-men book i like x-men blue Ray yeah Hyde. where it is x-men blue yeah Ray i'll I mean, I, no, don't I guess. you don't you be a, uh, I guess Ray Hyde is on that book. We're uh, going to support that book. All right. I'll, I'll take a look <laughs> at it. But I mean, ev- everything I read from the X-Men, universe I think it comes like, out next week. Maybe we should we should do that because yeah. I want to freaking support Ray. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, our orders for those books, we started off at what I, I thought was pretty much what I would need. And demand, especially for X-Men Blue, has gone up. But they've come out so fast that we haven't had time to adjust our orders. It's like gold. Uh, Four issues in five weeks. Blue. Blue is four issues in six weeks. Good grief. And so I can't. Well, some of them. Issue two hasn't yet. One has. uh, I got more threes coming back in. But even fours. Fours is going to be it's going to be another week after after you know four drops before I get more in. So with one 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 of the many beefs that I have with Marvel is like in this case with their books coming out so fast, you know, because they want to create they want to create buzz and excitement. And so if they've got them ready, and they, they've done this plenty of times in the past, they'll shotgun them out. They'll get like a full graphic novel's worth as fast as they can. And then yeah, but I retailers don't have time to to adjust their orders uh and assess demand um and i think marvel knows that but i think that they're trying to trying to stoke a fire so anyway no 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 because marvel listen most people who come in here who pick up those books are like ouch you know 4.99 first issue 3.99 3.99 it's like you're killing my wallet just do a graphic novel. Just in this month, yeah. you know, I'm 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 spending twelve bucks on on just on X Men Blue or X Men Gold. So, um, anyway, and I, you know, the setup for this Generation X is really hard to to sink your teeth into because you have you have Kitty Pride, who's the headmistress of this mm-hmm. of the Xavier School now in Central Park, which really, like I said, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Um, coming off of traveling through space and now she doesn't have her cosmic powers and now she's you know teaching yeah she's that a bureaucrat which that doesn't in x-men gold she's a team leader in the field like, and it's like they mentioned that in this, this is book. her night like, job I sh- yeah, yeah they mentioned i shouldn't be a headmistress and, and it, team leader it even talks about the relationship with peter quill and it's like come yeah. on yeah. why why yeah yeah here's my beef this cover is amazing okay it's by terry dodson because i love terry dodson you open the book up, it's not Terry Dotson, and it's nowhere near Terry Dotson's caliber. Oh, God. Yeah, it, they kind of look like rubber. Um, it kind of looks like a bad uh, version of uh, Tradmore. I don't, I don't want to knock the artist, but I think whatever you do for the cover, you should at least try to get something similar on the interior. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that sentiment a lot. I, I actually like the interior art. Okay. It makes me want to look at it, you know? And it is unique. And, it's unique. And so. some, sometimes the faces are a little bit yeah, off. But that's what I was think, doing it for me. I think the guy's got, you know, cause, and that's why it's like, a lot of like looking at the face going, <laughs> there's something, there's something going on here. Yeah. I don't, 
you know. But the, the art's the, the art's decent. Yeah, um, it reminds me of like an Aeon Flux type. That's feel. a good callback. Go. Yeah, dude, there you go. That's a that's, good callback. Yep. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. An old school anime. Okay. The <laughs> one of the one of the tough things for me in this book, because I, I wanted to love it, I, I really did. I I I, I want to love this book. I want to love Marvel books. I, and 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 sometimes they just make it so damn hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> For me, it was Jubilee. I mean, because there were a couple of scenes in here that were kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this is going to be a pretty good setup. You know, you see, because I haven't haven't read a lot of X-Books with Jubilee in it for the last couple of years. And I knew, I mean, she had been back in Curse of the Mutants. She was, um, she was turned into a vampire. Yeah. And when I started reading this book, I noticed, oh, that tooth's a little sharp. I think, <laughs> I think this is still dark Jubilee. Uh not so dark jubilee i mean it's like yes she's a vampire yes she's got this cup of blood you know yeah but she almost she's gave also to her baby. when did she have a baby um uh, sometime uh i mean does it matter with all the reboots not that really happened? it's like, it's it's probably like around yeah, the beginning yeah. of the first marvel now uh, Battle of Adam? here's here's what yeah. i find hilarious the one piece of continuity that's made it through all the reboots is the fact that she's still a vampire. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she's of all but, the things. But but then she's also a daywalker and yeah. and but but she's also Dark Jubilee. I thought you know and, and no offense to all you you nineties kids who love Jubilee, mm. you know blowing bubbles and you know <laughs> and, and pew, pew, pew. Show, yeah yeah fizzle, fizzle. showering sparkles yeah you know Dark Jubilee was was pretty hot i you know i like that character i thought it added a lot of depth to her and in this one it's kind of like happy go lucky dark jubilee and i'm like with no, a kid it doesn't yeah with a kid uh single mom happy go lucky dark jubilee and i was like this is a mess mm-hmm. what have you done with this character um and I, I that that her character i found really hard to square in in my mind with with what what's going on with couldn't her. decide where to take her and, what to and then the dude with all the eyeballs just looks stupid. Yep. <laughs> Eye boy. Eye boy. Yeah. Like that's. I think that's his name. That just, is. They, he just looked really stupid. Yeah. I don't Eye know boy. Who him, but here we go. Here we go. Eye boy. Hindsight. Morph. Nature girl. What you know? What happened to like not doing stories with the lame powered mutants? I don't know, dude. Like typically that was like I think for comedic effect, but gold balls. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the worst mutant of all time. I think that nature book was girl. Called. Uh, get out of here! <laughs> like that's the. That, uh, this that's, is this is a really tough book to get behind. Yeah. yeah. And even the you know the cliffhanger at the end with the the terrorist purifiers on campus. God, I wish they would. It's. I don't know. Not that sexy. No. I don't know. It, it feels like, oh, it's this story again. They're trying to get rid of mutants. It's just done over and over again, and it's just boring, and God, they just need to go away. I, uh, yeah, this was a frustrating read for me. Yeah. Um, let's just, uh, Mikey, what did you... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If, if you want to read a book about superheroes in school... Go read Gotham University or whatever the hell that one's called. Gotham Academy. Gotham Academy. Gotham yeah. Academy. They're in the great. second year. It's way better than this dribble. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, 
Dude, if you're ready to do your rating, go for it. Just, I'm going to give it a two. I'm not going to say it's a one because there's ever so slightly some redeeming qualities to it. So a two. Johnny? I'm going to give it a one. Uh, I really want there to be a good X-Men book that I like. It's disappointing, honestly. Roger? Yeah, I'm right in between you guys. I'm one and a half. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i kind of at one and a half because there was the mutants that I don't care about with the exception of Jubilee. And like you said, Jubilee was in it, but she was a mess. I just And Quentin uh, Quire. Yeah. Worried about his whatever. shoes? $1,000 shoes or $10,000 shoes or whatever. I'm like, I don't, dude, I don't care. Yeah. You know, and you're not making me care. Yeah. So, uh, not a good, yeah. yeah, not a good start. Not, yeah, uh, considering that, you know, Weapon X was pretty decent, X-Men Gold was decent, you know, I, I'm hoping that the hype for Blue is good, but more than anything else, I know the art's good on, on Blue at least, yeah. so. All right. right. The other thing, let me just. Yeah, chime in real quick because I think it was I think it was an ad in this book. There's there's another X books coming out. There's cable that's still coming out. Um, I think it's at the end. See, I thought so too. There's it's not these. Oh, no, it's no. Astoni- astonishing X Men. Yeah, that's the astonishing astonishing X Men is coming out, and it's got Old Man Logan on the team. Yeah. Uh, Seriously? There's like nine Seriously? I mean, yeah, but still, it's like, why? You, he's in X-Men Gold. He's in Old Man Logan. He's now in Astonishing Generation X-Men. X. It's like, why, you know, why Why are you doing this? You know, it's 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 Marvel's same old thing. I mean, that was, you know, if, if you're going to have different X-Men teams, focus on different. It was like, you have Uncanny X-Force because it's the Black Ops team with, mm-hmm. with Phantom X and Deadpool and Wolverine and Archangel. Warpath and all the... You know, freaking, and then your regular X Men team with with the other guys, and and I'm like, I but it's like, hey, old man Logan's popular, and he's got a movie out this year, so let's just beat that character to death. (laughs) So, I don't know, just resurrect Logan. Generations, man. All right, what would you guys rather have reviewed? Oh, I would have totally have read Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. Did you pick it up? No, but (laughs) I'm going to replace this. Oh, okay, nice. (laughs) Yeah, I think I would have liked to have reviewed Luke Cage. I heard that issue of Daredevil was going to be really Or Daredevil. I, yeah. yeah, I wish we, we had We should have done Daredevil. Daredevil. We should have stayed yeah. stuck with Daredevil. I heard it was really good. Uh, um, what else? Yeah, Luke Cage with David Walker would have been great. Uh, I'm honestly interested in Secret Empire number two. but on That it, cover is sick. Is it? Yeah. I or Secret Empire 2. Hey, it's Mike, you get great, that from me? It's a great cover. Okay, maybe I'll take but a I don't, look at that. But... Who know? Who knows what it's like it's on like the inside? Thanks, Justice buddy. There's nothing I would have re- reviewed in place of the button. That was just too freaking great. I, I I looked at the art for Luke Cage. Not, yeah. Who's the I, artist? I, I mean, it's not. I don't know. I can't tell you. Okay. Um. And Star Wars Screaming Citadel. That. Was last week? No, no, no. Part two. Oh, part two. Star Wars in the Star Wars book. That would have been that would have been a cool Marvel book to review again. No, this okay. The thing with this Luke Cage is it the the coloring is is kind of off and it's the art is more realistic too at the same time. Mm. And it was very hard to to 
get that. I, I don't know. The the old the Power Man and and uh, Iron oh, Fist from the previous year was so good. Yeah, you know, and super stylized. Yeah, and then this art just didn't. I, I don't know. It didn't do it for mm. me. I, th- I think it's the fact that the the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we see with the de- with the way the Defenders are going, I want that same energy in a book, and I'm hoping it would come out of there. Mm. Mm. I kind of don't want any more dark and gritty books. They they messed up by canceling Power Man and Iron Fist and doing this Power Man and separate, separate Iron- Power Man yeah. and separate Iron Fist. Yeah, like honestly, they, those books suck compared to Power Man and Iron Fist. I I think those those two characters play better together. Yeah, than separately. definitely. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, oh, it's trivia time Is with it? Mikey. Oh, okay. Nah, 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 nah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, I'm gonna throw a few softballs to you guys. Softballs. A few <laughs> softball questions to you guys, and uh, let's see if you can pick oh. it up. And then I'll uh, drop it down with the the related question that's gonna go out to the listeners. Cool. Right. Cool. You ready? Cool. So, who in the DC universe gave the name to Doomsday? Wasn't that Lois Lane? No. Far um, away. I've actually Lex told Luthor? you this. I know you did. <laughs> I told you this like uh, two weeks ago. I heard this like recently. No. Uh-uh. Lex did I get it right? No. Nope. That's We just said that. Yeah. Um, okay. Lex? Nope. I'm going Wonder like, Woman. through my nope. 90s like. Was it Mr. Miracle? It was not Mr. Miracle. Mm. Was it Professor Miracle? He, he is. He was the first character to come out of, I believe it was in. Infinity Crisis or cri- Infinite Crisis? Infinite Crisis? Infinite Crisis. First character to come out after that event. New character. What? Yeah. Wally West. <sighs> Stop it, Johnny. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, that can't be. That's my favorite character. Infinite Crisis came out in the 80s. Like way after. No. No, you mean Crisis or, on Infinite Earth? Crisis on Infinite Earth. There you oh, go. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was my like, was like, I was like <laughs> going like, what? Like, yeah, Infinite Crisis is like when trivia goes off the Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Superman? It's Booster Gold. Oh, yeah, it's Dan yes. Jurgens. That's why. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm, yeah, I'm I, remember, I remember that conversation now. Right. So who gave Booster Gold his name? <laughs> Great. <laughs> within the, the DC continuity? Within the DC continuity, who actually gave Booster Gold his name? Uh, Blue Beetle. I don't know. Nope. Superman. Think of he's a character of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That narrows it down. Who was president during the 80s? Ronald Reagan. He gave Booster Gold no his name. No way. That's weird. What was his name before Michael? He got the name Booster Gold. Oh, superhero name? Superhero. Not alter ego. What he called himself. Gold man. Close. Uh-huh. Gold boy. It's represented on his outfit. On his chest. Man Gold. Gold Star. Gold Star. Yeah. That's what he called himself. God, this DC stuff sucks. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> Bite your tongue. This is great stuff. So now that we've established that Booster Gold is the greatest character in the DC Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The question for your listeners pertaining to Red Hood is what issue and what issue number and comic did Jason Todd get aced in? Okay. By the Joker. By the Joker. Whacked. That should be easy. So what title and issue number? Title and issue number. That's easy. Yeah. So if, uh, if you're listening out there and you know the answer to this question or you can, you know... Google or Siri, that stuff. Uh, send us your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Uh, the first correct response can win their choice of the uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws Rebirth Volume 1 mm-hmm. or the three comics we reviewed this week. And second place will get the leftovers. 
cool. All right. What is last week's question? Oh yeah, what was last uh, last week's? <laughs> yes, we did. It was awesome. We only had one winner. I know that it was David Revis. Hey, David. And Yay. what was the question? I know that guy. That's it was a, Christian's question. Yeah. The wizard is the answer. Yes. Yeah. The wizard. That. that. I the remember wizard. when I went home and looked that up, I was like, oh, my God. Radioactive uh, mongoose. mongoose blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Made the wizard. Oh, I love comics. <laughs> like, what? Well, but that's, I wanted to know where you got the radioactive mongoose in the first place. <laughs> right. It's comics. That's, all, that's the whole reason. <laughs> because I happen to have one right here. <laughs> radioactive. In this box. It will save his life. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, I'm going to have to look that answer up. Take a note. Because Matt will ask me next week. And I'll be like, I don't know. All right. So, we are right. reviewing Red Hood and the Outlaws, Volume 1, Dark Trinity, uh, by Scott Lobdell, ugh, Dexter Soy, yay. Um, and, basically, this... Lobdell's only talent seems to be writing Jason Todd in some form or another because I hate anything else that this guy touches. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I will, I will say that I was pleasantly surprised uh, by this. Uh, it's, it's kind of, it lives up to the name. Dark Trinity is the name of the vo- first volume of this. And we have Jason Todd who represents part of the bat family. We have Artemis who is an Amazon of some sort, kind of shrouded in mystery. And then somehow Bizarro ends up on this team. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no completely. There, as a matter of fact, they're doing a. They did or are doing a story arc called "Who Is Artemis," and it's exploring who this new Artemis is. Yeah. So, um, Mikey, I'm sure that wasn't anywhere near as good as the pitch that you thought you were going to give for this. Oh no, it's fine. But, but you uh, could have said, "Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead." Now you got to understand, this is coming off the tails of Red yes. Hood and Arsenal. Yes, that is where uh, you know about that time you had. Uh, Arsenal and Red Hood. They they formed a uh, partnership. Hit, yeah, partnership. A, a money for hire or guns for hire type of business, and they're you know traveling around the world, and they eventually being frat boys. Yeah, just doing their own thing, not drinking because we all know yeah. Arsenal's not a drinker. Not anymore. Croc is his sponsor. Nice. Um, <laughs> is he still addicted to drugs? No, no, okay. no. Not at this point. So yeah, so they they had this. This business and you know Joker's daughter got involved. Oh, right. Everything kind of went to crap, and so uh, about this time we had the t- the Titan Hunt happen, and mm-hmm. so they decided to part ways. And that's where we kind of lead into Red Hood and the Outlaws. Is now Jason Todd has headed back to Gotham. Um, he's touched base with Batman, and now he's kind of gonna go after some of Gotham's street level villains, but his own way, not by the code of Batman. And Batman warns him right at the beginning, if you kill someone, I'm coming after you. Don't cross the line. Don't cross the line. And what's the first thing he does? He shoots the mayor. <laughs> but, but, he's actually saving the He's mayor. saving the mayor. By shooting him. With a uh, antidote to a technovirus that the mayor had been injected with. Dun, dun, dun. See, that's why we need to have sound effects, <laughs> Matt, for things like that. That's what I'm here for. No, but, mm. you know, they need to be better. Sorry, just kidding. Anyway, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised by this, um, because I read the Rebirth issue and I really like I like Dexter Soy a lot. I love Dexter Soy. Um, but I've only ever read one Scott Lobdell story that I liked, and that was um Hell on Earth. Oh God, which was trash. You know, 
That wasn't even trash, dude. Mm, like for Lobdell, okay. that was good. That was a that was a decently paced story, and he wasn't the only one that was writing that book. That's why. So, um, I actually enjoyed this. Surprised to say. It's a weird day when I'm adding Red Hood and the Outlaws to my pull list. Did you add it? You yeah. Well, to my digital pull list. Um, <laughs> Let me ask you this real quick. Mikey. We can edit that out, right? <laughs> Why did you pick this? Since that Red Hood and the Outlaw series, I just this is my go-to Gotham series. Really? Yeah. Cool. I still read Batman and Detective, but this is the one I look forward to every month. Is it just because it's so different from? I think it's his attitude. His he he's not. You have Batman, who's now kind of turning more goody two shoes. He's still kind of visceral, but this is where the grittiness happens. Mm. You know, Batman with a gun is always fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, Thomas he, Wayne and and just you know whoever he's with is always pulling his feet out of the fire. He, yeah. He's he's very effective, but he's also he's a blunt instrument. He, he is. He's always running headlong into the wall, and it's it's so much fun to see the interaction of him because he's very not only is blunt on the battlefield, but he's he's very crass in his delivery, yeah. and his interactions with villains. He's a prop boy. He is, and it, it's 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 a relief to see you you don't have that tight collared Batman where it's just quiet and <sighs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, I was told by someone that they were going to cry if I bashed this book really hard. Would that someone be uh, have a name that starts with K and yeah. an Ayla? Yep, that's Ayla. exactly. <laughs> no. uh, apparently, yeah, this is her favorite book because she loves Jason Todd. Oh, uh, I don't know, DC dude. book. Yeah, um, and I really wasn't looking forward to reading this. I was like, oh god, I hope I don't hate her. Like one of her favorite books. But honestly, like you said, since I had my ex- uh, expectations so low, I absolutely love this trade, and I kind of want to keep reading more and more of it and i'm a little sad that it's um monthly but i love that they stick with one artist which i've been hating the bi-weekly books because they change so often like green arrow i love green arrow but you know it they change artists in the middle of an arc and that really bugs me but uh i love dexter soy and honestly pleasantly surprised by scott lubdell because this book was amazing to me Soy's art is fantastic yeah, yeah definitely his, his use of perspective Mm -hmm. and action i mean you you definitely feel uh you know the action and movement in this book uh and his and his characters are beautiful yeah i don't know how he does this on a monthly basis it is just gorgeous to me there's so much on the page i mean there's so much detail there's uh, i mean it's 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 gorgeous and not to mention they got cam and coley for the first arc to do the covers oh word I so. thought he was Marvel only. Giuseppe Comicoli? No. Because really? he's, he's doing a creator-owned series right now hmm. with um, uh, uh, Landis, I think. I think he's doing Green yeah, Valley. I'm not sure he's... He just does a lot of Spider-Man. That's it. Right, probably. But yeah, he, he he did the covers for this. Yeah, I love um, the, the colorist, um, Veronica Gondini. Uh, she, in like some of the flashbacks, she does it in a gray, monotone kind of colors and then just highlights the, the, the red... red. And I love that. It kind of reminded me of um, uh, a book that I don't really like that much. Sin City? Uh, no, Killing Joke. Oh. Uh, with, the <laughs> with the Brian Bolin art, mm. you know, for the flashbacks and just highlighting some uh, colors in the panels, uh, which I really love um, that about this book. Uh, I 
really, really enjoyed. I didn't think I was going to like um, Red Hood and Batman kind of, you know, talking it out and like this kind of therapy session at the end. But that was some of my favorite part of this book. Yeah, it's a it's a very well written book, and I really enjoyed it. And it's crazy to me that it's on, that I'm picking it up now. Because so Red Hood <laughs> is probably like my third most hated DC character behind <laughs> behind Damian Wayne and Bizarro. Wow! Oh my god! Yep. So wow. two of their three most hated right exactly. Are. Those are some great freaking characters. Yeah, Johnny. but hate but those to be characters. fair, this is not traditional Bizarro. This is Lex Corp's uh, clone Bizarro number twelve. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which I that's that's what's crazy about it because like two of the most hated, my most hated characters are in this book, but I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. Uh, no, I still don't like the characters, but I enjoyed the story immensely. Johnny, you need to right, you accept that. Stop. You're a fan now. <laughs> Am you're I a fan? fan no. You're hooked, man. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. never, I've never really read uh, any. Uh, the redheads, uh, redhead solo <laughs> red books. <head>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, red her, red her, yeah, red, um, red him and red her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I've never read a lot of Jason Todd. I mean, I didn't read much of the previous series or anything. I've, you know, he's popped up in some of the crossover events. Um, I I really like his character. I love, you know, I I, I love that kind of, you know, anti, you know, Batman thing that that's going on with him. Um, but and and yet still, he, he's not completely morally ambiguous. But he's not afraid he's to cross that line, right? He's not afraid to cross the line. Um, uh, but he's still, you know, he's 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 sympathetic to Batman's character. You know, mm-hmm. at the same time, he understands it. But he just, you know, he's he's got I mean, his own, yeah, yeah, and and he does get that. Um, but he still respects, you know, he, he respects Batman, um, but is going to play by his own rules. I thought, you know, I, I loved, I loved, uh, Lobdell's writing of his character. Mm -hmm. Um, I love his writing of Artemis, uh, and Bizarro. Mostly, he didn't do the bizarre language very well. Like uh, th- th- that's an inconsistency among DC writers. Like how I think well that's why I write. liked it. There was well, <laughs> he he was dropping a lot of snarky comments from all of the characters. Yeah, which and I, even even Bizarro, which didn't make sense to me. Um, <clears throat> the banner between Red Hood and Artemis, it was it almost went too far. Like initially, it started off as wow, these guys kind of have, you know, this thing for each other, and you know, they're giving each other shit, you know. Um, but then it got to be where it was, you know, there was so much of it. That's Scott Lobdell. That it was, it's like, dude, you doesn't don't, know where the line you is. Don't know when to to just pull back yep. and and you know let it breathe. Um, there were aspects of the story that I thought were ad hoc. You know, where it was just, you know, because it starts off, I'm like, okay, certainly Jason knows that he's being played by the Black Mask. Certainly Black Mask knows that he's being played by Red Hood. At some point, these two are going to realize that each of them know that each is playing the other. And um, it was, I don't know, it made the radio like, this is not how it would really play out. Yeah. You know? Um. But 
super entertaining. I, re- I really, I, I, you know, that aside, I, I, I love the introduction to Red Hood. I love the play between him and Batman. Uh, Artemis, I, I love the team. You know, this Dark Trinity. Yeah. Artemis, Bizarro, Red Hood. Uh, there, there's an awful lot to love about this book. Yeah. And it, despite despite my few reservations, I would give it uh, a solid four. Cool. Um, I've only read the first trades of all the Bat books, but this is my favorite from among them. So, if I uh, if we're ready for scores, I give this a five. I loved like it. it. I'm gonna say that this is a five. And uh, spoiler: if you continue to read. Uh, after this event, they go into explore. This this title was basically uh, Jason Todd centric. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. next series is Artemis centric. They yeah, go okay. after the Bull of Ra, um, and you, it explores more of her character. And I'm assuming if this continues into a third arc, that they would then Do maybe f- flesh out Bizarro some more. Cool. Okay. Yeah, it de- it definitely has me interested, and I will I will read volume two. I, li- I mean, if not for the art alone, I mean, the yeah. art is gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I mean, worth every penny for, for Dexter Soy. Um, do we have preview stuff? Oh, wait, I need to do my wait, you, uh, yeah, you need to score. It. I need to I need to score this. Uh, I'm going to say solid four. Solid four. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. cue the elevator music and I will I'll get the previous stuff. Do, 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 I know, I'm just kidding. Um uh, let me ask you this, Mikey. Um how 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 much are you enjoying the series after this? Is it still No, I still, still to this point I'm it, yeah. this is this no is lulls. the one. This is the one that for that week when I, whenever I get my pull, I always put it for the the one that I least want to read that I'm excited about, which is usually Green Arrow. For some, I don't know what it is about that series. I can't get into it. But then it goes down to you know your action detective Superman Batman. Yeah. When this issue comes out, that is at the bottom of my list. So you say the best for last. The best for last. You said this is your favorite like Gotham series. What about Nightwing? How does that compare to this? Um, Nightwing and he's been in Bloodhaven doing his thing over there, and it's just it's not as compelling as these characters because he's working more with uh, Spray Paint Girl, whatever her name is. Spray Paint Girl. and Mr. Pig. Oh, and Deathwing. Yeah. Death, Deathwing. Deathwing. They yeah. just finished up a story with Deathwing. And it, it's it's good, but it. Like yeah. Oh yeah. The art is even infinitely better than those titles. Yeah. All right. Well. Do some previews, and then you're gonna let me know what we're reviewing as we go. Okay. So yeah, more uh, or less, we've got from Marvel Comics: All New Guardians of the Galaxy number two, Ben Riley Scarlet Spider number two, Black Panther number fourteen, Captain America Steve Rogers number seventeen. That's a Secret Empire tie-in. Electra number four, I Am Groot number one. Why Marvel? Um, infamous Iron Man number eight, Mighty Captain Marvel number five, Secret Empire tie-in. Secret Warriors number two, Secret Empire tie, and Totally Awesome Hulk number nineteen, Venom one fifty. Why Marvel? Um, and X Men Blue number four. X Men. No, I, like I said, I, I, I'm already short on on Blue, and I've got to wait until the next week to get books in. It's going to be Venom. Ugh. The Return See, of Eddie Brock. See, Venom's right there because it, the reason why that one's still going is because there's a number one in one fifty. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's actually what number seven or number six, but 
because Six. because of the legacy thing that they're returning to. Oh, <laughs> surprise, yeah. surprise! It happens to be well. If this if this if this would have happened to have been issue 162, they would not have done it. No, they're only doing it because uh, it's 150. Yeah, you guys think that's gonna be like a five book issue? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 499. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Um, from D- that's a short list from Marvel next it's week. It's a short week next week. Oh, is, is it a fifth week? There is a f- no, fifth. No, there is a fifth week. There is a fifth week, but th- it's yeah. the third. Anyway, from DC Comics, we have Action Comics number 980, Batgirl number 11, Batman Beyond number 8, Batman the Shadow number 2 of 6, Blue Beetle number 9, Deathstroke number 19, which is part of the Lazarus contract story arc, uh, Detective Comics number 957, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern yeah. Corps, number 21. Hellblazer, number 10. Justice League of America, number 7. Ooh, Commandy Challenge, number 5 of 12. Suicide Squad, number 18. And Wonder Woman, number 23. And that's it from DC. What are we going to do? Hal Jordan. Are we, uh, You're not going to read it. Have we done Batman Beyond? <laughs> are you? Yeah. We've already done Hal Jordan. Have we, have we done Batman Beyond? We did. Well, mm. that's besides the point. <laughs> Batman in the Shadow? What have we not uh, done on that list? Um, we haven't done Batgirl. We did do Batgirl. We did. We did, did we? Last we have contracts since it's early. Batgirl or yes. Batgirl and Birds no, of No, we did Batgirl because it was at the end of an arc and it was like a little interim issue. Yeah, it was like six. Oh, I remember that one now. Um, Hellblazer. We've done that. We've done everything on that list. Yep. Yeah. All right, we'll do Hell. <laughs> Except for, nope. Okay. The, yeah, the indie comic we're going to do is going to be tough, though. All right, from Indie Comics, Deadly Class, number 28. Dying in the Dead, number four. What? I, I All right. What? I mean, That's I, what? I, I can't explain it. That's what? I can't, like, it came out of left field. It came out like two it's years Jonathan ago. Jonathan Hickman, and yeah, yeah it was forever. I thought that series was done. I thought it was, too. I thought it was just three, three issues done. But, I mean, look, I love me some Jonathan Hickman, but please, Jonathan, don't – don't continue to write that book. Just write Black Money Murders in East of West. Yeah. Uh, East of West, number thir- uh, 33. Oh, my God. My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number 54. MLP, represent. <laughs> what, what? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, that should have been your tattoo. Um, <laughs> old Guard, number four. Rat Queens, number three. Redneck, number two. Seven to Eternity, number... Ah, oh, Seven to Eternity, number six. Star Trek Boldly Go, number eight. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Universe, number 10. And Exo Manowar, number three. I'd probably just, yeah. No, I'd go with Seven to Eternity. Mm. We'll make sure. Would that be the start of a new arc? All books that we've done before. Yeah, cool. Then we should then do East of West. (laughs) That would be the third East of West. Oh, man. (laughs) That's okay. It's issue number 33. Yeah. It'll be the third issue we've done. (laughs) No, because we did the beginning. You can't do the same arc. Is it the same arc? Okay, we can. We just finished doing every issue of a complete story. We can do whatever we want. (laughs) Is that what we're doing, or are we doing Seven to Eternity? We should probably do Seven. Or Star Trek. Oh, Seven to Eternity is not the first issue back, though, because that did four issues, and then... What about a uh, TMNT universe? No. That's the monthly book. I mean, we can do no. We can do TMNT universe. We haven't done those. We haven't done a turtles book. To be decided. But we're gonna wait for Chris's book, right? Yeah. That's August. We're March. yeah. We're good. Those TMNT universe books are thick too, though. Mm. Star Trek. You wanted to do this one this week. 
<laughs> yeah, Star Trek's polls only. To be decided. This is probably the better book of the Star Trek. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, is Jonathan Hickman or Rick Remender, I'm okay with. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah okay. tune in next week and find out what Either we're reviewing. Either one is okay. <laughs> all right, uh, from graphic novels, we have Josie and the Pussycats Trade Paperback Volume 1. Uh, we have Moonshine Trade Paperback Volume 1, My Little Pony Friends Forever Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume 2. All the Jeez. ponies. There you go, Johnny. Uh, Silver Surfer Epic Collection Infinity Gauntlet Trade Paperback. Superman Adventures Trade Paperback Volume 3. Superman, The Final Days of Superman Trade Paperback, which is a lead-in to the Rebirth stuff. So if you guys have been waiting, Trade Paperback for that is coming out next wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. Which one? Superman, The Final, Final Days, Days of Superman. Oh, I thought you said that one. Yeah, so for you, yeah, you guys that want to catch up on what this Rebirth stuff is all about, we have all the Road to Rebirth in stock as of next week. We've got Titans Hunt. We've got Superman, Lois, Lois and Clark. Clark. And next week we'll have Final Days of Superman, so check it out. All right, and then finally, Wonder Woman Ultimate Guide to uh, the Amazon Warrior hardcover out next week. You missed Unworthy Thor. Unworthy Thor's out? Oh, Unworthy Thor trade paperback. Oh, trade Which yeah, Thor is Unworthy Thor? The real Thor. The real Thor, okay. That's uh, the five-issue miniseries. Odin's son, one of three Thors. Yeah, yes. when oh, it was revealed Thors. that he, I think they hurt his self-esteem <laughs> or something like that. Steve oh. Roger Thor. <laughs> uh, what graphic novel are we reviewing next week, Roger? It's a good question. Is it list over here? Yeah, it's under the counter. As always, this is not the complete list. If you want that, go to horizoncomics.com. Click on the new releases tab. It's updated every Monday, correct? Correct. Boom! What are we reviewing? Hashtag ad. Yeah. Ad is going to be on. We're doing Forever Evil. Right. Forever Evil? Nice. Really? For episode 50. Nice. Nice. All right. I'll I'll break that out. I already have that. Do you want to say that? Yeah, do we want to do that? What? It's up to you. What? Well, I, I, yeah, it's cool. Hey, look, so um, it's our 50th episode, and, and we're real, well, we're pretty slack. Um, so I know we had, we had mentioned several times that we wanted to do something for our 50th episode. And the anniversary just kind of on issue. The fly. I know, right? <laughs> all new, all different. Oh, God. It, it'll only cost six ninety nine. All-Star Comics Podcast. <laughs> uh, but All-Star no, look, Comics this is a shout-out to um, anybody that has been a panelist on this show in the past year uh you're welcome to come out while we record our 50th episode with with heather um i'll bring pizza pizza pizza, pizza. yeah pizza party so and it'll be like but rsvp uh, to roger yeah rsvp me um it it we're probably gonna start about 8 30 and it'll god be, willing it'll, if i make it'll it be town, a, it'll time. be a long one <laughs> you guys can provide. <laughs> we, were we laughing at the same thing? <laughs> I love you, Mikey. <laughs> I'll bring another mic so people could like. I'll, I'll, got, I'll be here. I'll be your other mic. You, you, <laughs> you. God, end Coming this podcast. Strong. End it now. <laughs> Shut it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can. Prov- you guys can provide our laugh track. All right, all right, all right. It'll be fun in comic in comic studio audience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so news, we only have uh, we have a very short news segment, but we only have the news that matters this week, guys. Uh, the biggest thing to be announced comic book wise is if you've read the button, uh, you know about the little spoiler stuff that we said in the review with Doctor Manhattan. But that is leading into a gigantic 
announcement that Jeff Johns, the mighty Jeff Johns, chief creative officer over at DC, the man who is helming the ship to try to write the movies over at Warner Brothers, is finally coming back to write some comics from which he has taken a break over the past year to write a series called Doomsday Clock, and that is Superman versus Dr. Manhattan. So go watch your Watchmen movie. Go read your Watchmen graphic novel. Don't read Read, Don't worry about read your rebirth stuff, guys. Um, read the button and just prepare for a whole heck of a lot of awesome because the artist that he's working with on it is Gary Frank. So are not, our, not only are we going to get like some superior storytelling from Jeff Johns, who is my favorite DC Comics writer, but we are going to get a pretty book. Yeah. Uh, so, the Earth One team. The Earth One team for yeah. Batman. Yeah. Starting in November. So probably Starting in November. Finishing next summer. If they go twelve, they haven't specified the issue, uh, the amount of issues that they're doing yet. I mean, they to just be said f- more than six, less than thirteen. Yeah. To be fair, they also didn't say if it was going to be monthly, but most likely monthly. I think it'll be monthly. Yeah. I don't know if Frank can can crank out. To I, I would wait for Gary Frank because yeah, unless man. he's drawing it now. Yeah. I I guarantee you they've already started work on it. I I think that's what it said in the article that when they released. Yeah. That would make sense. So, so it, maybe there will be every other week. Could be giving him enough lead in time because it's coming out in November. He could actually have the series finished by then. Probably. Yeah. So, the other, uh, I almost feel bad because it, it kind of gets dwarfed in comparison to this news because Doomsday Clock is huge. Um, and, I, and I will say that Jeff Johns has clarified it is not a sequel to Watchmen, it is not Watchmen Part 2, it's not, you know, anything that they've done before yeah. with it's It's totally rebirth related, it's bringing in, you know, like the Watchmen universe to DC completely and all that. So it's, just, it's two minutes to Superman. <laughs> yes. So um, anyway, Tom King also announced that he and his Sheriff of Babylon um, co-partner is going to be, uh, what is it? Um, Mitch, Mitch Gerards. Mitch Jareds. Jareds. Yeah. There's one R in the right. name, Johnny. I okay. can't remember his I name. I got the first name. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be doing a Mr. Miracle series. I believe that's 12 issues uh, coming in what? Do we get soon? soon? In, in time. Is it summer? In, is it a summer shot? Yeah. So um, I actually really like uh, Tom King doing Cosmic because I like the Omega Men. So hmm. I'm looking forward to this. The teaser art looks kind of cool with uh, Jared's doing is that when Mr. Like Miracle. Getting off Batman? Isn't he jumping off Batman? Is he? I'm not sure. I heard something like that. Well, I don't know. Yeah. This is a mini series though. This is just their maxi series. It's 12 issues. Yeah. So that's I think Tom King works better in like miniseries and maxi series because I mean look Sheriff of Babylon Vision Omega Man all of them what twelve issues or so yeah if he's just got a finite yeah kind of story to tell so um, I almost feel bad for him because like I said it was, they announced that first and then they announced Doomsday Clock and I was that's, like oh my god Doomsday yeah. Clock what that would overshadow it so yeah. wasn't Doomsday Clock time they released. The article right on like Monday at like midnight or something. So something like, like that, yeah. People getting the comics wouldn't get spoiled or yep, something. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so um anyway, so that's the the big news that we have for this week. Two great sounding titles um coming from DC this year. So um there's a bunch of T V and movie news, but Yeah, but who cares? This was legitimate comic book news and yeah. we're a comic book podcast. Exactly. So um I'm sure there, there's some stuff that I'm going to think of as I leave here that, that's related Something to that. Something always but. breaks on Thursday. That's yeah. Like news. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, questions, Roger? Yeah, questions? lots of questions. Um, first, uh, 
we got a we got a double dose of Lowe's, but I'm gonna split it up a little bit. Um, Carlos wants to know why you and Johnny hated Black Hammer. What hated Black? I didn't hate yeah. Black Hammer. No, you give it a four. Did that I? doesn't mean I hate it, you Carlos. That means it's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Way to be a jerk. I kinda, yeah, I kind of shrugged that off, too, because the other side of that question was whether or not I had read it. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I still have your copy, and I will read it, and I will get back to you. Yeah, uh, I, I gave week. it a five. Um, did you give it a five? I did give it a five. And then you said, okay, well, I'll give it a, I think, pr- proverbial four? five proverbial that you said. Four? Yeah. No, no. You yeah. said, when I was on two weeks ago, you said, I'll give it a five just because you guys, you know, like, I'm pretty sure I love it. And then the next week when I wasn't on, you said, it yeah, was it's solid. a four. It's I a just, solid there four. Was, there was a couple things that I was kind of like, mm, okay. Yeah, you're crazy. It's a five. <laughs> Johnny. Yeah. Shh. Okay. okay. We'll come back to Carlos in a minute. Next question is coming up from Ian Robbins. Wants to know. Who's your favorite Flash, and what is your favorite Flash story? Barry. Yeah. Barry. I mean, dude, I love all the Flashes. Don't get me wrong. Mine's Wally West. I know, because you're in fear of Heather coming in next week. Uh, <laughs> your opinion she, doesn't she, matter because you, she you loves don't Wally, like Jason if I'm not Todd. mistaken. Oh, is she? I'm just Wally because of the Justice League show. <laughs> yep. Leave me alone. <laughs> um. Really? Hmm. I love Flashpoint. Uh. Flash Rebirth by Johns is really good. Oh, that's real good. Yeah, I forgot about that. When he, how he how he brought back man, even Rebirth kind of counts as a Flash story with just the emotional impact of bringing back Wally West. Yeah, for me, it's either Flash Rebirth, probably Flash Rebirth, and then Flashpoint. Yeah. Um, the Flashpoint was was I mean there was a lot going on with a lot of characters, even though it was Flash centric. But Flash Rebirth probably the best. Wait, one. which Flash Rebirth? Barry. Flash, Flash Rebirth. Rebirth. By Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Okay, like from the like 10 years Yeah, ago. like two thousand five. I also or like six. Manipul's run on Flash in the New Fifty Two. The first right. three or four story arcs with the the clone guys. Yeah. Godspeed. Mm. No. no, no, no. Francis Manipul and Brian Bucciolato. Yeah, I I dug. You know, they were what they did with Barry, like kind of thinking into the future, and all that. Like he was able to use his brain and the Speed Force to like see outcomes briefly. That's yeah, heavy. <laughs> yeah. He did. He did some kind of cool yeah. stuff with that. So I, I kind of dug that, and I dug what they did with Reverse Flash. So, Mikey, who's your favorite Flash? No, sorry, Barry. Yeah. Favorite Flash story? Flashpoint. Uh, that story is just amazing to me. Yeah. yeah. Watched Flashpoint. Man, I really, I love Jade also, but I can't think of anything outside of like Justice Society that anybody's done with, with Jay. You have, you have Kid Flash's okay. Flash Family's okay. It's yeah. just Jesse still, Quick. Jesse Quick? Still, Barry's got a hand. Okay, uh, next question up from uh, Mr. Aaron Candelari. Uh, which is the raddest fight scene you've ever read? Oh, my God. Okay, wait. So, I'm going to go recent because um, I thought it was, it was done really well. I think it was issue four. Five of JLA by Brian Hitch when he's fighting Rao. Okay. I thought that was done really well. Okay. I really like the fight scene from Dark Knight Returns 4. Uh, what is that? Dark Knight Falls, I think the title of that issue is. Sorry for me. It's 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 Mark versus uh, Conquest and Invincible. Oh yeah! Oh my God! That's actually really great too. <laughs> Invincible versus Conquest. That's yeah. a, that's a good one. That's and uh, yeah. 
That's really I good. I need to read that. One similar to that that I really like was in the middle of AVX where Colossus versus Peter, Spider-Man. That was a good one because Peter gets the crap kicked out of him. And it was just kind of very similar to that Conquest fight. Mm-hmm. He's going up to a metal man. What is he doing? <laughs> Wait, what? what's another? Like, I like, the, you know, fairy... The fairy tale, whatever his book, where Gertrude just totally kicks the crap out of the oh, whole thing about Cheeto goats. The, the <laughs> That's pretty good. I hate image. Lays waste to the image yeah. universe. That, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I liked also like how um, they illustrated the fight in the Rebirth uh, Superman title with Superman and Eradicator, yeah. fighting on the moon yeah. and all that. Just Lois in the Hellbat suit. Yeah, that was all fun stuff. Also, when T'Challa has the Infinity Gauntlet versus Doom God, that was pretty sweet. Oh, in Secret Wars? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Ooh, yeah, like some, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet fight, uh, the, you know, the original Infinity Gauntlet. That was really cool when uh, Captain America stands up to Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. My my runner-up would be uh, Dark Side War. Oh my God! Oh, How did I forget about Darkseid? Yeah, you're right. Yes, Darkseid versus Animonitor, and you yes. get the, the Black Racer coming. Oh in. Oh my God! I mean, that the was that Faybok, was Yeah, that was oh. legendary status right there with yeah. what Faybok did in that. Now I'm that just thinking of uh, Rock beautiful. of Ages. That fight. That's good too, but man, Faybok owned the page on yeah, that. Yeah, Faybok. There's so many. Uh, it's tough to just pick one though, because that's superheroes are fights. Like that's what it is. Right, right. Comics, literally. Yeah. Okay, so um, back to Carlos for our double dose of Los. Uh, his original question: My son tends to watch his favorite movies on repeat. What movies or movie did you torture your parents with and watch over and over again as a kid? Wayne's World. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Righteous. Death. <laughs> Over and I rewound the VHS every day. <laughs> that is so awesome. Uh, you want me to go next? Because yeah. we didn't have VHS oh. in my day. Johnny. We didn't. <laughs> Betamax. There was no no video disc. No, uh, no. There was video disc and Betamax when I was a teenager. But yeah. I had two. Hook. Jungle Book. Hook was a good one. Yeah. Seeing it when I was a kid. Why did I rewind a lot? Toy Story 2. My, from, okay, first, because I wanted, I wanted to address this a little bit differently, you know, as a parent, Carlos, because I know yours, yours are still pretty little. It's not torture when kids are watching the movie over and over again because they love it and they want, and it's, you know, it's cool for us. I remember with Joshua, it was the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. On, I mean, with that the guys VHS the got yeah, yeah, got completely wore out. Um, when Ashley was was a baby, it was Disney's Dumbo. Nice. Uh, and just about any Disney. I mean, we have all the Disney VHSs. That was us, me and my sister. And too. any any Disney. And I mean, my favorite, the one that I could, I, I did not mind them listening to over and over again was Robin Hood. Um I loved it and and they did too. But it's you know, it's never torture. I mean the kids are being entertained and mesmerized and zone out. Yeah. You can do adulty things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the store. I'll be back in a few. No. I can't remember what what uh as a as a kid. Um, but uh, maybe, but I mean it, anything, you know, like uh, I grew up with Disney movies, so it was, you know, it was, 
Mighty Ducks, yeah. There was a lot. I I I had D, you know, the Mighty Ducks D two, D three. I ended up watching those a lot, but also any Disney movie because we were very much a Disney family kind of growing yeah. up and whatnot. So I remember on vi- literally on video discs where you had to, you know, you'd watch. Yeah. It was the predecessor to Laserdisc. Yeah. And Laserdisc. you know, I would watch uh, either Peanuts cartoons, which was you know a couple episodes on one side, flip it yeah. over a couple of those. So uh, you know, hi, uh, the great pumpkin patch yeah. whatever the hell it is that thing all that stuff i watched that and then i would literally watch grease non-stop all day <laughs> and nice. today i can't stand the movie but yeah. when i was <laughs> like four or five get my little pillow out put the movie on and i was good you were greasing like one of the t-birds yeah lightning. so yeah i wish i could remember like a single one but i just remember so many disney movies so the, la- the last movie i remember watching too many times was highlander <laughs> on, uh, on on laser oh, with the awesome 80s like yeah. queen soundtrack there can be only one to this day every time we drive down the street and we see like a toyota highlander i just look at my wife and i'm like you know <laughs> there can o- there can be only one. <laughs> oh my god do we have another one nope that's it okay, for me i got one from blake or two from blake um do you think uh doomsday clock will be jeff john's magnum opus or more like a swan song yeah, probably both. Yeah. It's Jeff Johns. I think it's going to be a stepping stone into something more. Yeah. Because Jeff Johns, he's one of those guys that seems to really... He looks ahead. Yeah. He just keeps moving forward. And I mean, even if he like moves on to movies or, or anything like that, he'll always come back to comics. Mm-hmm. He, You can tell he loves... especially he loves medium. He, he loves especially uh, Hal and Barry. Well, and this is, you know, this is a story that he... he if, if the article that I read is 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 correct, well, it was quoting him, so I'm sure it was. Um, this is a story that he did not know he was going to write. He yeah. wasn't sure if if it would be written or how it would be written. Yeah. And it was after it was after the um, the election season last year when you know he and Gary Frank I think were talking about it and how how polarized the country was on on opposite sides, and that was. <laughs> That was what made him feel, you know, he told Gary, he's like, we had, you know, uh, he had a story and it's like, it needs to be told and it needs to be told now. And so it's going to connect somewhat with the current, uh, you know, climate in in America with Mm -hmm. this, you know, this intolerance of, of other opinions and, or opposite opinions and stuff. And so I respect that. I mean, I think that it's, I think that it's something, you know, something clicked in him, which inspired him to to write or have an angle to write this story. And, and And so I don't think, I don't think this is something necessarily that he has had planned out for, for five years or something like that. I think that this, you know, the, the way that this story will be told and and how, and the end result is really just inspired on, on, you know, modern events. And, and so often some of the best comics do that. So you, so you so you think this is a way to fit in how they cascaded off into the fifty two versus having the f- the forethought as they launched the fifty two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that they know that knew that they wanted to bring the Watchmen in uh, in, in into the DC proper. That was all part of it. But this particular story, I think, was was and it an inspiration with, to him. It fits with what he said: the return of you know, optimism, hope, and legacy right. are to D.C. So right. how how do you... Which is really what this country needs right yeah. now. I mean, with, you know, because so many people, it doesn't really matter what side you're on. 
there's you know there's a need for yeah. hope and optimism which i think is ultimately why he decided to use superman too, yeah. to tell the story and yeah. juxtapose him against dr manhattan yeah so who's cold and cynical yeah so yeah i either way i i think it's going to be one of john's best and it, it i mean uh as good as rebirth was just as a one shot and a single story that launched all this i can't wait for for monthly johns yeah i don't or, i don't think it'll, it'll be his swan song but no. maybe his magnum opus. Maybe call it BKB, do the movies for a while, then come back comics then or something. And then he, uh, Blake offered up a little side question for those of us who've played it. Uh, who's your favorite uh, Injustice 2 character to play? I don't oh, you're crazy. <laughs> hey, I suck at them, but uh, it's DC, and there's something just totally awesome using Superman to beat the crap out of every other like, character. So... I, I, will, I don't know. Wonder Woman's finishing move was pretty good. I just watched a video of their. Yeah, their the finishers moves, are great. I'm like, they're, they're, I mean, they're all great. But um, I, obviously, the answer for me is Superman. So I'll do one that's not Superman. Um, Firestorm. I really like to oh, cool. to whoop up on with. Um, what was the other one that I was using the other night? Because I've been working my way through that roster. Darkseid. It's really fun being Darkseid. Just Omega Beam, Omega Beam, Omega Beam. So, I haven't unlocked Brainiac yet. Hmm. I'll probably enjoy that a lot, too. I forgot to pre-order it. You... I know, right? Lame-o. I don't play fighting games. You're crazy. Yes, Matt, you've made that abundantly clear. Yeah. You have a problem that you need to address. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, it's not good. But uh, noob, Mikey, at all? No, <laughs> didn't get it. I have Injustice One. So. Great. Who do you play in Injustice One? Aquaman. Oh sweet, oh, me yeah. too. I like uh, Aquaman and definitely Batman. Batman's pretty good. Batman's pretty good. Well, Aquaman's still better. <laughs> yeah. In that game, how how no, freaking ridiculously cheater it is to use Aquaman at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Down anyway. back triangle. But yeah, so apparently nobody else has got a chance to play it. No. But. Just came out yesterday. I'm a little, I'm Monday. a little, I'm Monday. a little bummed. 9 p.m. Okay, you digital download it. You buy it at the store. It came out Tuesday. No, it, nope, the store thought, came out Monday mind. at nine. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-ordered it. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah. To get de- just, Dark Side, you had to pre-order it. You just or you just in. pay four dollars. It's fine. Games come out on Tuesday. It's a huge roster. It's yeah. worth. It's worth if you're a DC fan. Still just. Zero, though, <sighs> I hate when they do that though. Anyway, um, we don't have any new reviews, so guys, if you uh, like what you're hearing, go like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Um, we'll read it on air. We got a new Yelp review this week. Not Did for, we? for the shop, not for the podcast. Well, hey, that's and still it was something. Awesome. Yeah, a, what a is very that? nice review. Hmm? Somebody we know? Um, just a- I, no, I haven't put two and two together yet. I think okay. Michael, Michael, somebody. Mikey. Um, no, sure. it wasn't me. So. <laughs> Um, take no, very, oh, very, very nice review on Yelp, cool. and and I appreciate it. Uh, it's always it's always great to get some positive feedback. So cool. thanks, guys. Uh, if you guys are also liking what you're hearing, you can go to Patreon.com/slash All Star Comics Podcast. You can get on as little as a dollar, and then the exclusive videos are at the three dollar level, mm-hmm. which is insanely cheap for all the the extra material that we put out. All the levels stack. Uh, Mikey is selfieing right now with all of us. You know what I mean, guys? Yay! Get in there. So, um, which brings us to like the whole social media thing. If you want to keep up with the shop, you can like Horizon Comics on Facebook, and you can follow at Horizon Comics on Instagram and Twitter. 
lots of updates usually on, come on Tuesday for stocks and restocks, things like that, right, Roger? Yes. Uh, if you want to stock Johnny, uh, you can stock me everywhere at the Johnny Two by Four. And Mikey on IG at the real XX Mange XX XX Mange XX <laughs> on pretty much everything else except for on PlayStation where it's username stolen. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Oh, that's great. You can rewind, play it back a few times. You'll get it. I am, uh, yeah. I am at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram for all your gaming and audio needs. He doesn't have his mic. Hydra55. And then what was the name of the podcast? Hydra Gaming? Hydra Gaming Podcast. Hydra Gaming Podcast. You got what? Episode four coming? Episode four went up today. Audio only because I extended the video. Oh, so I hope everybody heard that. Audio only coming for episode four. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Mixius Pitalik. (laughs) Nice.